On today's podcast episode, we are going to get into the topic of teaching your child to read the Bible on their own. Now, we have covered choosing a children's Bible, so be sure to reference that episode before you start into this one. Today, we really want to hash out how do you begin the process of raising up a child, or starting in the middle maybe, teaching a child to read their Bible all by themselves so that they might become a lifelong lover of God's Word. Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others, and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. Melanie, since my kids were little, I have been praying for them to have a love of God's Word. Mm -hmm. I want them to desire to read God's Word. I want them to love God's Word. I want them to see God's Word as their hope and their go-to. Yes, I'm in agreement. How many times have I written a hunger for God's Word, a passion for God's Word, a desire for God's Word? But that is something that doesn't just happen. It would be great if it did. (laughs) It would. And obviously the Holy Spirit can work in our kids' lives and build that. But our goal is to start from the beginning. And what we're going to talk about today is activities that we can do with our children to build that love for the Bible and then for them to have that desire to read it on their own basically passing the baton. As with all things here on this podcast and part of ABC Jesus Loves Me ministry and curriculum, you're going to hear us say layers, foundations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so starting with the early years, newborn into those preschool years, we just started reading the Bible to our kids. Clearly, they're not reading yet. So Exactly. Reading it to them. Reading a quality children's Bible. And again, you can go and listen to that podcast where we talk specifically about children's Bibles and some of our favorites. Melanie, what did that look like in your home? For us, it was often around mealtimes. They would be sitting at the table and I would just be reading to them or at bedtime, nap time. Even a lot of times, Heidi, they would come out when I was having my quiet time Mm -hmm. and I would give them a, a board book version of Bible or a children's Bible. And they were often really excited to participate with me, right? That makes them feel so big. Yeah. It's Um, just like the process of them wanting to fold laundry or them wanting to dust or vacuum or sweep because you are. They want to mirror what you are doing. Yeah. And that's really the very first step of discipleship is Mm -hmm. just inviting that other person, no matter what age they are, Mm -hmm. into the process of this is how I do it. The first step is I read my Bible. And I read it sometimes in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, sometimes all three. (laughs) And so, you know, even when they're infants, praying scripture over them, so they're still getting God's word, but it might just be in a prayer form. As they are getting older into those toddler years, sometimes it was a matter of keeping little hands busy. So this is just a training where you are learning to sit still, coloring a book or tracing letters, whatever it is, while you're reading God's word. But it's the first step in training to be still to hear God's word. Yeah. We used the Beginner's Bible, which is the one that I highly suggest in the ABC Jesus Loves Me curriculum. 
And that book had fantastic pictures. My husband specifically would read to the children every night before they went to bed from this Bible, and they would read through from cover to cover. I don't know how many times they did this. And he was very wise to only read as much as the kids could that night. There were nights where he could read three or four Bible stories. There were nights when one story was all he needed to do. Keeping that fun for the kids while you're reading to them. And then what happens is as they are learning those Bible stories, then they will take those Bibles and I can see so well my kiddos sitting on the couch looking through page after page after page. And they had learned those Bible stories well enough that they were telling the Bible stories to themselves while looking at the pictures. Bible became an exciting book for them just as much as the little blue truck and corduroy and the Dr. Seuss books. It was a book that they wanted to read on their own. The difference was that these stories we told them were true. That can become kind of a differentiation for them is when you say, Mm -hmm. we are going to read God's word Mm -hmm. and it is true. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to share a story with you, but I also love what you said because it's so clearly exemplified sharing the joy Mm -hmm. and the love that we have for God's word. It's not a chore. It's not a punishment. Mm -hmm. And it is at this age in particular, it is just drawing them in to see the goodness of God. Love that. In the toddler and preschool age, I highly encourage that the kiddos have their own Bible one that they can call theirs, that they can have during quiet time to read, that they can hold while you're reading maybe an adult Bible to Mm -hmm. them, letting them have a quality Bible. And again, you can check out that podcast in the show notes. And then as you begin to transition into early reading, elementary years, Mm -hmm. again, second layer of the foundation, Mm -hmm. and maybe you've got kiddos that are beginning to read themselves. What a joy it is Mm -hmm. to get to see them picking out words. Heidi has a great Bible called My Learn to Read Bible, and it's so sweet because it has pictures. So like in the scripture, if it says... And then Mary filled up the jars. Instead of the word jars, it's a picture of a jar. How fun for a kid to be able to go, jars, I just read scripture. Yes, absolutely. I love that. This was a fantastic book. The kids really enjoyed doing this one. And then they got to participate. And in the elementary age, I want to encourage you not to just get rid of your children's Bible because those children's Bibles are typically written on a second or third grade reading level. So you can use those with your elementary kids for them to be able to read. They know the stories backwards and forwards. And what happens then is they begin to transfer the children's Bible version into the the little bit more complicated text. Mm -hmm. And it gives them the confidence that they need to know God's word never changed. The underpinning of what I learned when I was four Mm -hmm. is the same as when I'm 10, is the same as I'm 100. Popcorn reading is a great way to do the Bible time. That's where you read a sentence or a paragraph and they read a sentence or a paragraph or a page or however you want to do it. You're starting to give them more ownership of that reading time. Yeah. And we love to give our kids just blank composition books and called them their Bible journals. Mm -hmm. And they could do whatever they wanted in that. We taught them the SOAP method, which is scripture, observation, application, prayer. Heidi, I'm talking a word. 
Mm-hmm. Two, two words. I mean, or, and when they were younger and couldn't write as well, sometimes I would write part of the scripture for them and they could trace over it. They do the rainbow, right? Like you teach in the ABC Jesus Loves Me curriculum. But it also offers them an opportunity to begin to make the connection between what I read in God's word. A, I'm learning something about God. B, I'm learning something about myself. Mm-hmm. And then C, I have to do something with this. Like yeah. th- God's word changes me. It's not passive. The one difference that I do see between the toddler and preschool ages versus the elementary is that the questions that you ask start to get deeper. In toddler and preschool, my goal is for the children just to learn the facts of the Bible story, to know who God is, what God did, what did the people in the Bible do? And then in the elementary age, we're going to start looking at some application. As they're reading the Bible with you, the questions are going to be, what does this mean to you? What do you learn in this? How did Joseph feel? We're getting into feelings and emotions. What did God think when the people did blank? And then I love how as you begin to see your child maturing in their comprehension of not just reading, but of the wonder and awe of God, that transfers over to what does Jesus do in my heart? Mm-hmm. The question, what does it matter? What does it matter? If you believe in Jesus and we're reading God's word together, why does it matter to you, to your life? You can start teasing out those questions with your kids in elementary years. Yeah. It comes personal. It does. And then Heidi, I know that you are also talked about beginning Bible studies at this age. Is this later elementary that you did? Yeah. Later elementary, we used the K. Arthur Discover for Yourself Bible studies. And I loved these because one, they were inductive. And so it introduced the children to getting deeper into the word. And then Kay Arthur did a fantastic job of letting the child feel like they're a detective. Mm They got to find secret codes and they got to investigate. And so it made it very fun and age appropriate. There's several different options there. And for the most part, I did not do those studies with my children. They did them on their own and then I was available for help. And I would provide the time for them to do it. I would encourage them, hey, have you done your quiet time? Mm -hmm. Have you done your time in the word today? Have you done your devotional? It became more of an encouragement. It was not an assignment. Yeah, I agree. We um, do Bible Study Fellowship International. There are classes globally, and they have a student program that literally goes from kindergarten all the way through high school. And we found those to be really helpful in partnering with us to help our kids learn how to study God's word for themselves. We're just saying there are lots of really good, biblically sound options to partner with you. Absolutely. But you don't even need that. You can do this on your own because the three basic questions, as you've heard Heidi and myself say, so what are we learning about God? Mm-hmm. What are we learning about humankind? And what are we learning about what we're supposed to do with this information? How does this, yes, the application. Absolutely. But I heard you say something really interesting. Mm -hmm. When toddler years, we are sitting with them, we're doing it with them. Elementary years, we're kind of passing the baton, but we are still available. Yes, always available for those questions, always available for that encouragement and for that accountability. But it's not a chore. We don't ever want to equate spending time in God's word as a have to. It's a get to. And it's also not a 
Ooh, you messed up. Mm. What does the Bible say? Mm-hmm. I just have great concern about using the Bible and reading the Bible as a disciplinary measure. Yeah. Yes, kids need to see the Bible as the truth. But when you throw it in their faces, especially some personalities, mm. when you throw it in their faces, it can be something that they disdain. Yeah. And we're actually going to get to more of how to help your children apply scripture to their lives in another episode. So I think we can dig more into that. Absolutely. But we just want to be really, really careful to not become like the Pharisees and the Sadducees in, in regards to scripture, where we become legalistic about it. Because what happens is then we literally stand between our child and the Holy Spirit. We somehow become the gatekeeper for the Holy Spirit to be working in and through them. And that is a really dangerous place to be. Yeah, absolutely. We don't want children to equate, if I read my Mm -hmm. Bible, this will happen. If I then... Mm -hmm. One of the things that I want to encourage you in the preteen and teen years is to provide your children with tools. Mm -hmm. And it's not a case of every Christmas and every birthday, you give them another devotional and another blank, 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 because that also can be this feeling of, I have to do this. I don't want to do this. And we want to make it something that they desire to do. So my daughter, especially, she would come to me and say, hey, mom, I just heard about this new devotional, or I just heard about this new journal. Is it something that I could get? Absolutely. I immediately ordered it for her because I want to encourage that. So provide tools for your kids. One of the things that I would encourage is if you come up with an idea that you think would help your kids in conversation say, hey, I just read about this or I just saw this. Is it something that you think you would be interested in? And if they say yes, then you can say, would you like me to order it for you? If they say, "Mm, not really, don't push it. Back away. I I love that because first of all, you're giving them ownership over their own faith, but also it goes back to that we are not forcing it down their throats. In our family, we have a lot of boys. (laughs) The boys outnumber the girls Mm -hmm. three to one. (laughs) I don't want to make blanket statements, but I have found it to be the case that with our boys, reading their Bibles was hard for them. Whereas our daughter could sit down and read for hours, our boys found it a little more challenging. So I also want to recommend having the audio Bible. There's apps on your phone. You can do it on your laptop. You can be in control of how that happens. But with their Bible open. Mm -hmm. So they are looking at the Word of God, reading it with their eyes, but also hearing it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that it's just the bridge they need, so it's not quite so taxing. Or if you have a kid who's just not a great reader, it happens. That's okay. An audio Bible can be helpful, but I still recommend having Scripture open in front of them as well Mm -hmm. so they don't become dependent on hearing. It's both the seeing and the hearing. And then just remember, they all have different personalities. Some kids love to journal, and they want all the highlighters and the pens and the things. (laughs) They want the journaling Bible. That's great. Some kids want just the bare bones scripture. They don't want all the notes and everything. That's too much information for them. And then some kids 
kids really want a study Bible. They want all of the extra help and the information. So just like Heidi said, maybe just asking them in their teen years, hey, dad and I would love to gift you a new Bible. What do you think would be helpful to you? Involving them in what they want instead of what you think they want. So providing those tools. The second thing about teens that I encourage you to do is to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And it's not probing questions, trying to find out this deep amount of information from them, but it's instead of just coming alongside and saying, hey, what are you learning in your quiet time right now? Can I share what I'm learning right now? And asking those questions as a brother walking alongside a brother, as a sister walking alongside a sister. Yes, you're still in the mom-child relationship, but you're starting to pass that baton. Yeah. Especially once your child has it has accepted Christ and really is your brother or sister in Christ, we need to be, I think, mindful to not be condescending. Mm-hmm. Scripture talks about the youth and what they are capable of in the church and in the, the community of believers. That gives them something to be called up to, which is to don't let your youth be a detriment to you. But also as your older brother and sister in Christ, I can ask questions that, hey, look, in my X amount of years here on planet Earth, God has really taught me this. What do you think about that? I don't know that if you walked in our house, you'd be like, oh, they're having Bible study together or they're doing a devotional together. Mm -hmm. What's happened is now at the dinner table, the conversation is much more conversational. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, man, I had this issue at work and the Holy Spirit really convicted me to leave that room because it was gossip or whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. And then talking about what scripture has to say about that issue, it really becomes more a friendship fellow believers. And that is such a sweet, sweet time. (laughs) Absolutely. The last point that I want to say about preteen and teen is make it really easy for them to attend youth group and to meet with the cool people. (laughs) Those youth group leaders make it really easy. I had a wise older mom tell me that her answer was always yes to the things that would further her child spiritually. Mm -hmm. So it was always yes to youth group. It was always yes to purchasing some devotional tools. It was always yes to meeting with a youth group leader. Those things were easy decisions for her. And while I can say the exact same thing as their youth group leader, their youth group leader has more power. It's just the way it is because they have the cool feature and you don't as a parent. I'm just thinking about some churches maybe don't have a thriving youth program, Mm -hmm. but even if you have them in the pew next to you, Mm -hmm. sometimes just hearing the same words from a pastor. Yes, Heidi, you're so wise. Just being sure that we have a community of believers other than mom and dad who can say the same things, you know, and that also just is a good reminder to our kids that we do belong to the capital C church, the global church, also helping them navigate good resources in terms of podcasts and books that can be aids, resources, but still always reminding them that God's word is the first, that's the foundation. Those other things are wonderful tools, but we have to be able to be dependent on God's word first and foremost. Yeah, We have an entire podcast on using self-help books mm-hmm. in our devotional 
time. So you can check that one out as well. Okay, Melanie, there's two last things that I want to cover. But the first one is we cannot talk the talk and not walk the walk. Right. We can talk to our kids until we're blue in the face about how the Bible is important about how it is God's word, that it is true, that we must go to it, that we must read it, that we must spend time in it. But if our child, even preschoolers, if they don't see us in the word, they will see it as a lie. Yeah. We must go to the word. We must be in the word if we want our children to see it as an importance. And this is a theme that goes throughout Almost every podcast we talk right. about, we have to walk the walk. We lose authority when our children see us as hypocrites. Yes. It's that it's that simple. And so if you want to have any authority, any voice in your child's life, it requires that we too do what we say. Absolutely. Now, for the parent who is listening, who goes, I did not read the Bible to my toddler. I have never sat down and read with my elementary child. I want to tell you it's not too late. Just jump in. And if you don't know the word, not a problem. Become a student of the word with your child. But here's the question. What if my child doesn't want to read the Bible? Mm -hmm. Let's start with toddler and preschool and elementary. Let's put all those together, Melanie, and let's talk about... A child who does not want to sit down and read the Bible. How would you handle that? And then we'll go into the teens. Anybody who's listened to this podcast probably knows where we're going, but it's training first. My first question is, do they not sit for anything? Absolutely. Are they allowed just to roam free regardless of what the task is? And so if that's the case, then start with just training. Yeah, that's where the training of this child doesn't want to do anything. Right. I'm guessing that kid doesn't sit still for dinner, all the things. And so when you see it across the board, then you go, okay, this isn't just a Bible issue. Right. Now, when you say, no, Heidi, actually, the child will sit for books, the child sits for meals, the child sits for the different things in an age-appropriate way. It's just every time I get the Bible out, then we've got to step back and parents and go, what are we doing during Bible time? Or is it the book that I am using? Mm -hmm. Am I using a children's book that the child is not relating to? Or am I trying to read to them in a version that they're not understanding? Am I not involving them in the Bible time? So maybe what we need to look at is the ABC Jesus Loves Me Old Testament and New Testament curriculum and get them involved in the Bible story. Just kind of piggybacking off of that is what are you requiring of the child in your Bible's time that you don't require of the child at any other point in time. And I'm not saying that we don't have high standards. That is not what I'm saying. Right. But what I'm saying is, if when you do story time, just regular reading books, it's five, 10 minutes tops. Mm-hmm. And now you're sitting down with the Bible and you're expecting 30 minutes to an hour. And right before bedtime, right. when they're exhausted. Or before nap time. Or, exactly. Yeah. So we've got to look at what are our expectations on timing. So once you have given that some thought, the next thing would be, if they are literally associating the cover of that Bible that you've been using, and they have now become trained to run the other way when they see that, 
pick something else and give them something to hold while you're reading to them. These are the younger children, obviously. Give them a board book Bible or a beginning Bible and say, we're going to try something new today. Completely reset and start over. I would encourage you to talk to some older, wiser women in your life and explain what you're doing. I'd be happy to talk to you on the ABC Jesus Loves Me website. Come and live chat with me and let's let's brainstorm some ideas to reset. Melanie, let's go to the preteens. These kiddos who are starting to make their own decisions and you have given them the tools, you have read the Bible stories to them, they know God's word, but yet they don't want to read it on their own. Mm -hmm. What do we do? That's so hard because of course our heart is aching for them to have that personal relationship with the Lord and to have a hunger and a passion for God's word. In my experience, it is a hard road to walk if you begin to force this on your kids. You can't make a child love the Bible. You cannot make a child see the Bible as their truth. And I can't save my kids. So at the end of the day, I'm trying to be the Holy Spirit for my child, and it doesn't work. It absolutely cannot work. Without getting too personal, we definitely have been in this position where we are walking alongside children who say they love Jesus, have given their lives to the Lord, Mm -hmm. but are finding it difficult, challenging to connect that relationship with God's Word. I think that's the best way to say it. Is yeah. they they know the value they've been raised to see God's word as truth, mm-hmm. but to be compelled on their own to want to dig into God's word, it just it hasn't clicked yet. Yeah. And I would also say to mamas, we have four kiddos in our home and those four kiddos each have a different relationship with the Bible. Those four kiddos were raised the exact same way as far as Bible stories. So I'm not going to get prideful about the child who is reading through the Bible and is almost done with the Old Testament. I mean, most adults don't survive the Old Testament, and he's reading it word for word. He loves his Bible. And I'm going to say, that's not me. Right. And likewise, you don't get hopeless over the one who is like, yeah, I read it at church and that's the last time I touched it. And that is letting go and saying, this is between the child and God. I can't force this. Right. Absolutely. We cannot force a love of the Lord on our children. And that's hard. That's a hard place to be. But what I love about this conversation, Heidi, is not only have we given really practical tips for walking through from infancy to later teens, it's also applicable to an adult who's coming to Christ for the first time. Hmm. You know, you want to start just with the basics, just reading scripture and taking your time, but remembering that any time you spend in the Word of God— It's a joy. It's a privilege. It's a blessing because you are meeting the creator in those pages and it takes time. We don't read the Bible cover to cover and go, oh, I'm done. I'm finished. I never have to read the Bible again. No, walking with the Lord is a lifelong journey and you can read your Bible a hundred million times over and you will get something new every time. 
We just are so grateful for this conversation. Thank you for joining us as we chatted about how to teach your children to read the Bible on their own. And we hope that you'll come back and listen to the other podcast episode, which is going to get into helping your children apply scripture to their own lives. We want to thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. Be sure to visit abcjesuslesbian.com and check out the show notes for more information on topics shared in this episode. Please subscribe and share with your friends.